this is such an interesting story. You remember back at the beginning of the pandemic, I believe uh, that we had on the folks from um, it's a network for uh, the Canadian Women's Foundation. We had them on to talk about this uh, sign that they came up with. It's like a safety sign. I know they posted it on, on TikTok and it is a sign that people can use if they are unable to tell people they are in danger audibly. It's a hand signal and it involves raising your palm, folding in your thumb and dropping your fingers over your thumb. It's a pretty easy hand signal. And the reason why we had them on the show was to let everybody know about the hand signal, because if you don't know about the hand signal, how are we going to know if someone's trying to alert us to the fact that they may be in trouble? And we know that a lot of people have been using this, or some people have taken advantage of using this during Zoom calls, because things were not going so well for some women uh, who were, you know, victims of domestic uh, abuse and had no way to get out of their house when the lockdown happened and they desperately needed help. Um, apparently, there's an interesting headline that caught my eye over the weekend. A 16-year-old girl was rescued in Laurel, Kentucky. Someone saw her using the sign, palm up, thumb in, fingers down over the thumb, in a truck. And she kept doing this at the window. They saw her, recognized it as that signal for help, and called 911. And apparently uh, the man has been arrested. And she is uh, home safe again. It's an interesting story. Uh, here to talk about uh, the story, Julie Lalonde, public educator, activist, and author. Julie, what do you think of this story? I mean, it's it, it's a great news story. Yeah. It's a great, and, and we're, it feels like we're living on short supply of good news these days. So I definitely, yeah, I mean, this is a great news story. This is a woman who from, you know, it's still early days, but um, appears to have been trafficked um, and was helped as a result of a bystander's intervention. So, I mean, this is an all around great, great story. How important is it that we talk about these, these hand signals and get the message out there? Super important. I mean, the only kind of little asterisk that I put on this story is the detail that was included in the media, which was that it was that he saw the signal and that he saw that she was in distress. And so I don't know yet. I mean, I'm not 100 percent sure that it was the signal specifically that worked in this case, but it was the fact that he saw someone in distress and chose to take responsibility to do something about it. And I think that is what's so vital. Um, Things like the hand signals. Super, super important. But overall, we just need people to intervene. Um, And I think this is actually a perfect example of someone being like, something's not right here, uh, and I'm going to take responsibility to do something about it. Yeah, we've had you on before to talk about a course that you give. It's called the Bystander Intervention Course. Um, Have you continued on with that throughout the pandemic? Because I know you were giving it on Zoom, and as things open up, are you starting to uh, give this class uh, in person? Yeah, so I mean, I've been teaching this stuff for a long time. And yeah, we transitioned to mostly webinars throughout the pandemic. But there's hope that in 2022, we'll be back in person. But um, yeah, I mean, I've been having these conversations with children, with adults, with parliamentarians, with military members, like, I really think it's a skill set that we all need to have, which is what do you do when you see someone in crisis? And in this case, this person trusted their instincts and said, something's not right here, Um, continued to follow the vehicle, called police gave a description of the vehicle, the license plate, like all the stuff we want people to do. Um, And that's what we need to normalize. 
I, I think about that, that terrible case, uh, with, uh, Gabby Patillo in the, uh, in the States and how she, um, you know, was found dead, but the cops could have intervened even earlier. They did pull her over. Uh, is there, a, I, I think I got her last name wrong, which I, I feel horrible about it. It's Petito. Um, it, do you think that, that this, that story is a lesson, you know, we have a lesson to be learned from that story, um, you know, based on the fact that the cops saw her in distress. Could people have done more? Absolutely. And I mean, in the case of, of Gabby's horrific death that I, I completely agree was preventable. Um, what really struck me personally is the similarities between her experience and my experience. Like uh, the police would ca- called me to check in because they knew I was dealing with an abusive ex-partner but when they called me to check in, they didn't ask me what I know is the protocol, which is basically separating me from my abuser, giving me the space, asking me yes or no questions so that I could alert whether or not it was safe for me to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when the police called to say, you know, how are things going? My stalker was in my apartment staring me dead in the face. And so I had to lie and say everything was fine. And that's what we saw in the case of Gabby as well, right? Like you pull this person over, but you're interviewing her in front of her abuser. Is she going to tell you, yes, this person is absolutely awful. Get me away from him. We want to believe that we would do that. But when we're living under the thumb of someone that has us completely terrorized, we're going to do whatever we think is safest in that moment, which is to just pretend nothing happened and go home. Um, And this particular case of this young woman in the U.S., you know, she was in a vehicle. She saw somebody. She tried to flag them down that person made it their business. That person was like, nope, this doesn't seem right. Um, And that instinct is what we need to cultivate. How problematic is it that people kind of uh, have taken on this uh, mindset of, well, I don't want to get involved because I could be looking at the wrong thing. It's so fascinating to me how exactly that, like how it doesn't matter who I'm talking to people, the lengths people will go to try to avoid the possibility of 30 seconds of awkwardness. <laughs> like people will do absolutely anything and everything. Well, what if I'm wrong? Okay. Well, you're just checking in on someone. Like that's all we're asking you to do. If something seems off, just approaching, get closer, follow the situation, stick around, just kind of keep an eye on it. Like those are very, very non-confrontational, very passive things. Um, and people aren't even willing to do that because they're so afraid of what if I get it wrong. And we need to really challenge that. I know that the uh, the government was planning on, on changing um, the Smart Serve program to include, uh, you know, uh, teaching people how to be aware of someone that might be uh, in a situation that is troubling. What do you think of that? I think it's wonderful. I mean, I was working probably close to 10 years ago now on a project where we were trying to do exactly that. Um, and the government at the time just wasn't open to it. So. I think because of Me Too, the conversation has changed. But absolutely, I mean, we put servers, we give them an incredible amount of responsibility. Like if you overserve someone and they get in the car, that's your responsibility. But there's no conversation around what's actually much more common, which is someone overserving someone in order to incapacitate them to sexually assault them. And so because bars, if someone's been overserved, they have to kick them out. What we see night after night is drunk young women who are kicked out of bars and just left on the curb with the bar saying, well, you're not my responsibility anymore. And then we wonder why these women are being picked up by perpetrators, right? So 
we need that training. It's, the training shouldn't just be, oh, you know, you serve this guy too much and now he's trying to fight people or, you know, this person's sloppy, get them out. But also this young woman is sloppy, doesn't even know her own name and you're just going to kick her out. Like, no, we need to do more than that. Yeah, um, we definitely do. We need to protect and look out for each other. Are there any signs, Julie, that the average person can look out for that are, you know, maybe not so obvious to some? Uh, but when you look at it in hindsight, you say, Oh my gosh, I could have, I could have done something. I should have, I should have known. Maybe get us up to speed with some of the signs we should be looking out for. Well, first of all, back to what you said, the Canadian Women's Foundation, that hand signal, they have a great little infographic that people can spread on social media. So get that the word out for that. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, things like if someone, you know, as a young woman, there's a look that another woman will give me, which is like pleading with their eyes that no one taught me, but I just instinctively knew like, ooh, that woman's in trouble. So looking for those things, like someone who's trying to make eye contact with you, um, it's because they're trying to get your attention. So what are they looking for? Um, body language is also really important places where there's alcohol being served look for someone who's being brought a lot of drinks someone who doesn't look like they know where they are or what's going on not just assuming that the guy that's with them is there to protect them oftentimes people will approach the man and say is she okay and he'll say yeah yeah yeah, she's fine I'm just taking her home but ask her (laughs) if she's okay ask her if she even knows the guy that's holding her hand and walking her out of the bar just like pushing ourselves a little bit more to trust our instincts. But I think so often in our society, we, we dull our instincts and tell ourselves, just mind your business, don't be a busybody. And so it's not about being invasive or, you know, invading people's privacy. It's just looking out for each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and we need to normalize that. Julie, thanks so much for joining us. If people want to get more information on your bystander intervention uh, course, where do they go? Um, you can go to standup.com. Uh, standup-canada.com or you can just uh, look me up on social media. I'll give you all the information for the courses that are completely free. Perfect. Thanks so much, Julie. I really appreciate your time. Thanks for having me. Have a great one. Julie Lalonde, public educator and activist and author.